The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC. The Soccer Talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas. And ladies and gentlemen, what a very interesting start to the round of 16 of the UEFA Champions League tournament. Well, I certainly didn't really get my all my predictions uh, correct because never in my wildest dreams would I have expected PSG to pull off a win the way they did because not long ago... I declared PSG to be probably the most overrated club in all of Europe. Well, quite frankly, the most overrated club in the entire world, for that matter. But the way they were, I mean, they've certainly shown signs of really proving me wrong. Now, keep in mind, it's the first leg, and the second leg is going to be in Madrid, so PSG's not out of the clear yet. Now, in Real Madrid's case, they don't have to worry about the away goals rule, but uh, it's really not going to give them that much help. The bottom line is, Real Madrid's going to have to win the next game, but yeah, well, they're going to have to win it at all costs. Like if if the next one win, if Real Madrid wins one nothing in regulation, it's going to go to extra time. Believe me. So Real Madrid's going to have to get it together and and really prove themselves because Real Madrid was horrible, and I mean horrible in the game against PSG. But before I go deep in this one, let me go over all the other ones. Uh, it was certainly amazing to see Bayern Munich almost lose to RB Salzburg. And, and uh, not surprisingly, Liverpool tooking, taking the win on the road against Inter Milan. And and quite frankly, the one I would say that, that is not a surprise at all was Manchester City obliterating Sporting CP on the road. You know, Manchester City is out there to prove a point, And they want that Champions League title. They were so close last season, but they didn't get it done. You know, right now, I think we're going to see this tournament. Who wants it more? Paris Saint-Germain or Manchester City? Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, remains to be seen. So anyway, back to the first uh, game. 
Paris Saint-Germain versus Real Madrid. You know, I don't even know where to start with Real Madrid, just how horrible they were. I mean, the midfield position just looked completely lost, disorganized, confused, overwhelmed. The list goes on. It all doesn't matter. I, I could go through all these different words of what they were, but the bottom line is they were nowhere to be seen. There was no midfield. The Real Madrid attack was dead invisible. I mean, should I let everybody know? No, 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 no. I'm gonna let you people know that Real Madrid failed to register one single shot on target. Unfreaking believable. I never would have expected that because I had Real Madrid winning this game, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna bullshit you because, again, I'm not fake news. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I thought there was no way PSG would win. PSG proved me wrong, but they have to go furthermore to prove me even furthermore wrong. And seeing how Real Madrid couldn't even create any chances. I mean, the Real Madrid defense looked iron rock solid, you know, with a total of 11 clearances and 11 interceptions. But the, the point is, and with Thibaut Courtois, I believe, had a total of 8 saves. He even denied Kylian Mbappe at least twice. I mean, Kylian Mbappe had his chances, but he finally got it done when it mattered most, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But Thibaut Courtois did his absolute best as did the defense, but with the lack of offensive support, the defense was overwhelmed. And eventually, it was going to come to the point where one way or the other, the PSG attack was going to breach the Real Madrid defense, and then beat Thibaut Courtois in some way, some fashion, and it happened at the most important part of the game. Well, I don't know if I should say the most important part of the game, but I'll definitely say this, the most crucial part of the game, because it was probably less than 10 seconds away from the final whistle being blown. In the fourth minute of injury time, Kylian Mbappe, after being denied, 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 denied throughout the game, finally came through. He beat Two Real Madrid defenders with a brilliant assist from Neymar, who, by the way, started off on the bench, and he put the ball in the back of the net. He finally, finally, finally beat Thibaut Courtois. And Thibaut Courtois, the, the whole entire game, was denying him left and right, but killing Mbappe dug deep inside himself, got it done at the most crucial moment of the game. You cannot map that out any better. So while PS3 had their struggles, even though PSG was in control the entire game, creating so many chances but failing to capitalize, they got it done at the most crucial moment, so therefore, it is proper to say that PSG won this match in true convincing fashion. And they did. You just can't argue that. You really can't. And I, I, I don't know exactly what was going on with PSG because PSG, the, the biggest, their biggest problem was is they were playing at a pace that, that was slow. And as we say that when a team with, with so much talent on the attack, I mean, let's, keep, let's not forget, Lionel Messi started alongside Kylian Mbappe. I'm actually taking a look at the lineups right now. The front three was Kylian Mbappe with Lionel Messi in the middle and Angel Di Maria on the other side. 
Now, Neymar started off the bench because Neymar was coming off a nasty ankle injury. So, quite frankly, it was proper to have Neymar on the bench because the last thing the PSG needs is Neymar getting hurt. But I, I tell you, the PSG, the, mid, the midfield looked pretty solid. The attack did its best. But the problem was, was that the PSG offensive attack was finding itself out of position all the time. Not only that, but their slow pace was giving Real Madrid's defense all the time in the world it needed to find themselves in proper position to thwart all the attacks. So, in looking at this game, with PSG not understanding that the slow pace is not doing them any favors, not being able to find themselves in proper position to score is not doing them any favors, you know, based on how this one was, I felt like PSG is going to create chance after chance but fail to capitalize, and that's going to go the entire time, and that's going to end in a 0-0 draw. And that would have been a dull game. You know, had that happened, I would have actually debated on whether or not it is worth talking about in this show, but Kylian Mbappe gave me a reason to go ahead and talk about it because he gave me that reason. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, following Kylian Mbappe is a major career boost for me. Man... And you know, looking at it, it was good to see Placidic Kimpembe in the defense. It's always a, an honor to see him. But looking at um, like that on the bench, you know, Neymar again started off the bench. I, I forgot exactly when he came in, but he did come in. And again, he provided the assist to the game-winning goal. And, you know, it was beautiful. And, and Bappe just, you know, beating those two Real Madrid defenders. I mean, and just kicking that, you know, making that score. You know, under heavy traffic, under tremendous pressure. I mean, Mbappe just an absolute colossal. Absolutely beautiful. But ladies and gentlemen, that's the killer Mbappe that I know. The guy that's going to score in a way that you've never seen before. In a way that you can never possibly anticipate. In a way that you are going to remember for the rest of your freaking life. You're going to tell yourself, I saw it. I, w I might not have been there in person, but I saw it on television because I did see it. I saw every second of the game. And the way PSG... The main key out of this one for them was the fact that they never, ever took their foot off of the gas pedal. And ultimately, it paid off. Now, unfortunately, in Real Madrid's case, everything I've already said, I've already said what needs to be done. The midfield, absolutely nothing. The front three, absolutely nothing. You know, I should mention, it's actually interesting that both clubs utilize the same exact formation. Four defenders, three midfielders, and three forwards slash strikers. Vinicius Jr. on one side. Karim Benzema in the middle with Marco Asensio on that side. I wasn't surprised to see Ian Azar be on the bench because Ian Azar, I mean, has failed to produce ever since he arrived at Madrid. It's, it's really been uh, it's really been a shame. Although I was a little bit heartbroken that my boy Eduardo Camavinga didn't didn't see any playing time. Uh, Camavinga has not been able to make the best impact since he's arrived. But uh, you know he's young, he's learning, so there's no need to worry about Eduardo Camavinga. Uh, Kareem Benzema, you know it was actually worrisome because he came in the game you know coming off an injury. But on the bright side is that Benzema made it the entire time without getting injured, although he was pulled out of the game in the 87th minute, and he was replaced by Gareth Bale. But that really didn't do Real Madrid any favors. I mean, nothing really did Real Madrid, Madrid any favors. And in the second leg, I mean, Real Madrid's now at a serious disadvantage because Casemiro, 
and Ferlon Mendy both picked up a yellow card, and that means that they will be suspended for the next game, which is next month in Madrid. So now the pressure is really uh, increased on Real Madrid. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti, no doubt, is going to have to make changes. He's going to have to utilize a different for different formation for that game. And, you know, I, I sound really biased in this. You know, I this is just me, but I really want Eduardo Camavinga to get the start. But everybody's going to argue that Camavinga doesn't deserve it, that he hasn't proven himself. Like, you know what? We need to give him a chance to see what he can do in this game. Put him in a game with as, with as much pressure, and we'll see if he can pull through or not. Because if he does pull through... That's going to tell you something. He can learn from this. It'll motivate him. He can only get better. But man, with Real Madrid, man, just being overwhelmed like that. Just nothing from the from the attack. The midfield just, again, completely lost. Disoriented. Disorganized. disorganized. I mean, Real Madrid just has just been looking awful lately. They haven't been looking good in the games moving forward. I mean, they were not long ago. They were eliminated from the Copa del Rey. So yeah, Real Madrid has not been their true self. But they've got to get it together. Alright, so that's PSG and Real Madrid. Now let's move on to the other games, shall we? Well, I'll be honest, in this game, of course, I was really thinking about my my good friend and my mentor in, in beautiful and sunny Southern California, Mr. Steve Adams. Because for the most part, this game was hard fought by both sides, you know, just efforts, but it, it, just was, it, it was just a tough game to watch until the final 15 minutes. You know, looking at that, it, you know... Inter Milan couldn't even get any shots on target, while Liverpool had two, and they scored on both. And you see, like, all these, like, from these particular stats, you know, a little bit of solid defending on both, maybe, but, you know, again, you know, Inter Milan's attack couldn't really threaten. I mean, they had nine shots total, but, only, but none of them were on target. And for in Liverpool's case, a total of 13 shots, but only two on target. But the main thing to talk about from this one is that Real Madrid, excuse me, that Liverpool scored twice, and the, both those shots on targets, I mean, the ball went in the back of the net. So, so they made them count. They made those opportunities count. So, you know, in the 60th minute, it looked as though Inter Milan had scored, but uh, that goal would actually uh, end up being uh, nullified. I'd imagine for offsides. Again, I didn't actually see this game. So I was, I figured, well, it's still anybody's game. But then in the 75th minute, Roberto Firmino puts the Reds uh, on top one nothing, And just eight minutes later, Mohamed Salah puts the game to sleep. And it was, of course, you know, uh, of course, what are the odds? It had to be, it had to be Mo Salah who put, to put the game to sleep. It, it really did. And look at this, you know, Roberto Firmino didn't actually start this game. He started off in, in the on the bench and utilizing, you know, and much like Pakistan Saint-Germain and Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp had had his uh, Liverpool team, you know, utilizing the 4 by 3 by 3 scheme while Inter Milan really utilized something unique. Three defenders, five midfielders, and two strikers. I mean, keeping the midfield position Solid as rock, you know, five midfielders. I mean, that's really gonna put the challenge to Liverpool. But Liverpool found a way to breach it. Some, you know, when there's when you utilize five midfielders or sometimes you, like so many defenders, it's gonna be hard for the opposing team to breach that defense. But in many cases, one way or the other, it's gonna happen. And Liverpool found that way. 
And this game was in Milan, so now the, the second, leg, second leg is in Liverpool, so Inter Milan is under a lot of pressure. And, you know, in Liverpool's case, all they got to do is just, you know, win convincingly at home, and they move on to the quarterfinals, and that's exactly what I expect to happen. So, you know, looking at the front three, of course, Sadio Mane, Diogo Jota, and Mohamed Salah, you know, in front three, and it's good to see Sadio Mane and Salah playing side-by-side side again, you know, after that brilliant Africa Cup of Nations final where Sadio Mane let his, let his national team Senegal to win over Mo Salah in Egypt, so so it's good to see them play side by side again, you know, and then back to focusing on domestic soccer. So it's good to see Liverpool's top two back back at it. So <clears throat> that right there. All right, so the next game to focus on really a brilliant win. You know, we've seen the highlights two nothing over Inter Milan. I mean. Liverpool, much like PSG, did not take their foot off the gas pedal, and and ultimately it paid off for them. So, yeah. All right, let's get this one over with because there's really not much to say. Manchester City versus Sporting CP. Now, technically, we'll see if there's much to say or not. I mean, we'll we'll be the judge. <laughs> well, not surprisingly, I knew there was no way Manchester City could lose this game because Manchester City is on quite a tear. You know, looking at the, at the uh, you know, the Premier League standings, Manchester City leads the English Premier League, okay, with 20 wins, 3 draws, and 2 losses, a total of 61 points. And they're 9 points clear of Liverpool, who's in 2nd place. And they're 20 points clear of Manchester United, who's in 4th place. So from the looks of it, Manchester City seems to have 1st place intact, but... It's not over yet. It's not over till it's over because, you know, Liverpool's only nine points away. But even though it's not over yet, I really doubt that Manchester City is going to relinquish that position. Manchester City is too good of a team. And and above anything, they want the Champions League title. So Manchester City is not going to allow themselves to be put in a, in a position to where they're going to surrender that top EPL spot. I mean, that that's just not Manchester City. That's not what they do. And Manchester City won their Champions League group, you know, especially after that big win over Paris Saint-Germain. And like I said at the beginning, Manchester City is out to prove a point. That they want to prove that last year their loss in the final was a mere fluke. Manchester City wants the Champions League title. And they will stop at nothing, absolutely nothing to bring it to their house for the first time. I can't say bring it home because they've never won it before. Okay, well maybe I can, but I'm just not going to. (laughs) But anyway... Manchester City wants that title, okay? PSG wants it too. You know, I, I don't even know if, if, it, if it's possible, but just imagine PSG and Manchester City in the final. A rematch from the, from, from, the group, from the group stage. I mean, Paris Saint-Germain versus Manchester City is what the world would love to see because these two teams, those are the teams that want to prove the point that they want it. Because the question is between Paris Saint-Germain and Manchester City is simply this. Who wants it more? Who deserves it more? It, who's the better team? Now, so far it's Manchester City, but when it comes to the deciding of who wins the title, that's where it remains to be seen. That's where we will find out. But so we can find out either way. We have to see which team is going to make it to the final and who's going to be more driven to secure the title and bring it... You know what? Screw it. And bring it home. Even though neither team have wanted the title, screw it. Bring it, bring it to a new home. Whether it's the blue side of Manchester or if it's to Paris. 
Let's see, mind there's two, there's two teams in Paris, but one of them's in the lower tier. But anyway, so now with Manchester City on Sports Thing, I mean, now you see Manchester City really demonstrating their power and all the the talent they have, their style of play, their formations. You know, like I said, Manchester City has everything they need to win the title. Okay. The question is, is sometimes will they? Uh, uh, the question is, is if they lose their focus or not, because that's what happened against uh, you know the final last year against Chelsea. It, it's arguable, but obviously Chelsea was the better team. But but that, that was then. Let's talk about now. But Manchester City again is on a mission to prove that, that that it was all a fluke. Manchester City wants to prove that they are good enough to win the title. So, you know, the Champions League really has been kind to Manchester City in the last few years. I mean. Let's whoever forget when they lost to Lyon, when they lost to Monaco, you know, in, in, in the past like five years or so. In 2018, when they lost to, I believe they lost to Liverpool, and you know, overall, like I said, Manchester City, their their season and their Champions League season always ended up in heartbreaks. I mean, their, their recent one was losing in the final, so so Manchester City really wants to avenge all that, and they're determined to do it. And I think that this season. Is their final chance to do it. I mean, maybe next season they'll have another chance, but even if next season they're doing fine, I mean, it's only going to prove up the point is you know everybody's going to say Manchester City looks good now, but then but then sooner or later they crumble. So Manchester City wants to be sure that that doesn't happen again. So seeing this game, you know, Bernardo Silva, man, you know, Bernardo Silva is really that guy who's really who's going to give you just you know a hell of a surprise. You know, he's going to score in ways just like Kylian Mbappe. In ways you don't expect, but that's how that, that's how unique every player is. When I say, excuse me, uh, excuse me, when a, when I say that a player always scores in his or her own unique way, that's what I'm talking about. Mbappe, Bernardo Silva, Riyad Mahrez, Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling, you know all the names out there. Mo Salah, Sadio, N'Golo Kanté, Christian Pulisic, they all score in their own way, and we saw that with Manchester City. So Manchester City, you know. Being up four nothing at halftime, you know, much like PSG, they wasted no time maintaining ball control, creating their chances, and being in control of the game. But Manchester City did a better job of actually cashing in on the opportunities. So, gotta give that to Manchester City, and I think that this thing is pretty much wrapped up because this game was on the Manchester City was on the road. <laughs> I can honestly say that there's no way that they're gonna allow Sporting CP to go to their house in Manchester and take the win there. Okay, well, keep in mind, the aggregate, so the away goals doesn't really matter anymore, so, I mean, up, being up 5 nothing. I mean, e- even if Sporting CP were to go to Manchester and, and win 3 nothing, it wouldn't be enough. I mean, right now, the only way Sporting CP would actually advance is that if they won 6 nothing in Manchester, but you know what? That's not going to happen. So, well done, Manchester City, and in their case, you know, as a sports writer, all I can say is, well... Keep it up. Keep it up. Oh, boy. Now this one. (laughs) RB Salzburg and Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich coming this close to losing. You know, Bayern Munich is actually one of my picks to actually win this title again. Because, you know, Bayern Munich is always a team that that can surprise you. They they can make the final and lose it or not. But the bottom line is they just... They always do different than everybody expects, and whether that's good or bad. You know, and looking at the standings for Bayern Munich, not surprisingly, Bayern Munich is on top of the Bundesliga, 
trailing. Uh, you know, they're trailed by Bor- Borussia Dortmund, who trails by six points. And speaking of Borussia Dortmund, uh, t- today was just a horrible day for them. And uh, when we finish the Champions League talk, I'll talk a little bit about the Europa League, so don't you worry. Man. RP Salzburg taking the lead 1-0 in the 21st minute. And Bayern Munich just failing to equalize. You know, despite that RP Salzburg had only 28% ball possession, only 257 passes, while Bayern Munich had 650. I mean, that's the problem with Bayern Munich. They were unable to score, but they finally did in the 90th minute, courtesy of none other than Monsieur Kingsley Coman. I swear to God, Kingsley Coman has been doing so great that he better be on the squad that on the French squad that goes to Qatar this year for the World Cup. If Kingsley Coman is not on the squad, that, ladies and gentlemen, is a travesty of justice. Kingsley Coman is one of the top priorities for l'équipe de France. Right? Coman and Mbappe for sure. Of course, Angolo Conte as well. But the list goes on, but we'll find out that list you know later this year. But how ironic it is that it's Kingsley Coman. Kingsley Coman has been a huge name for Bayern Munich lately since he left Paris Saint Germain. But 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 I, I say how ironic it is that it's Kingsley Coman that scores the winning goal. I mean, not to take anything for Bayern, Coman scores a lot for Bayern Munich. He's a, he's a, again you know a unique prolific scorer. Again, unique in his own way. But you know you look at the names like Lero Sane, Serge Gnabry, Thomas Muller, and Robert Lewandowski. You'd expect you know at least one of those fours you know to come up you know especially that time. But but Kingsley Coman, as I've said before. I've said it before, Kingsley Coman is clutch, but people have not believed me. And Kingsley Coman coming up clutch in this one, that justifies my belief that Kingsley Coman is clutch. So while it could have been Sané, Muller, Nabri, or Lewandowski, it was Kingsley Coman. And once again, we see how just underrated Kingsley Coman is. Kingsley Coman, 25 years old, and he's accomplished so much, and he's just one of the greatest players in the world. And I tell you, if he is not on the, on the squad for the French national team for the World Cup, that, ladies and gentlemen, is a travesty of justice. He better be on the squad. And as Steve would say, it's a no-brainer. Yes, it is a no-brainer for Kingsley Coman to be on the French squad of the, uh, for the World Cup this year. An absolute no-brainer. And then looking at the defense, you know, Luca Hernandez and Benjamin Pavard you know, on the defense for Bayern Munich. You know, and, and speaking of unique formations... The formation Bayern Munich utilized, 3 by 2 by 4 by one three defenders, two midfielders, four, stri- four strikers, and one lone forward. Robert Lewandowski all by himself in, in the front. And then he has four strikers right behind him. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. But uh, it didn't work, to, it didn't work to, the, to the best, but uh, eventually it did. So... So Bayern Munich found that way, and uh, and now with the next leg being in Munich, uh, Bayern Munich better, better figure it out because they're not going to be able to uh, wait to the last minute to score a game-winning goal. They're going to have to take control immediately, and they're going to have to stay in control. But Bayern Munich really has nothing to worry about. You know, <laughs> even Steve actually said that, said that on Twitter that there's no reason for Bayern Munich to freak out. You know, and I would have said, well, in my case. Because I've defended Kingsley Coman, I've said it many times that he's underrated, and you know he's better than he's better than he looks. You know, we, we saw that, and we saw that he's clutch. So incredible. All right, so now we're done with the Champions League. Let's take a let's spend a little bit of time with the Europa League. So because there was a couple of interesting surprises. 
Well, number one, I mean, I, I guess the most surprising thing, and, and I, I would actually, I'm actually super curious to know Steve's, Steve's thoughts on this, and I'm sure since uh, Steve, you'll be listening, uh, I'll be waiting for you to give your thoughts, but seeing Borussia Dortmund lose at home to a Scottish club known as Rangers FC, who would have expected? Who would have expected? You know, man. So at one time, the Rangers had a three-nothing lead. Wow. On the road too. Yeah, I gotta look at the lineup. Was uh, well, uh, okay. Well, not surprisingly, uh, Erling Holland wasn't in. But I think I think Erling Holland. Uh, I believe he's still injured. I'm not too sure about that. Actually, gotta take a look. Was it was he was he at least on the bench? He was not on the bench. Nope, he was not on the bench. So that means he's still injured. So, man, I'm, 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 but I'm still I'm telling you, I still felt that Borussia Dortmund would have no problem. But man, I was wrong. I mean, they got just embarrassed like this. Man, never would never never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that. And look at that, Borussia Dortmund 649 passes, while Rangers FC only 347. And Dortmund 65% ball possession. Man. You know, Steve has said time and time again that having a majority of ball possession is considered an overrated fact, is, is an overrated phrase because the, the team, just because they have a majority of the ball possession doesn't mean that, that they're just going to, you know, win, you know, because, you know, what good does it do if you're not scoring? So, yeah. So, looking at that, another interesting, you know, Porto beating uh, Lazio 2-1. You know, seeing you know a little uh, Portugal Portuguese versus Italian soccer right there, and looking up, uh, of course you know Pepe, Pepe the the veteran uh, Portuguese defender, longtime Real Madrid player, you know, 38 years old, about to turn 39, you know, still playing, still starting games, and I'm telling you, Pepe, you know, who turns uh, 39 in less than a week, um, you know, still you know still really playing at, at that top level, and. You know he's really finishing at Porto. You know that's where he, where he started his career. So he's finishing out his career. We know where it, where he started. So that's good for Pepe. So so good a uh, two to one win over Lazio and seeing Lazio uh, doing their best. But you know not so sure. I mean he didn't really catch this one. But I'm telling you the biggest surprise was Dortmund losing to Rangers FC. So <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Of course, uh, not to mention, um, you know, Barce Barcelona, who's in the freaking Europa League for the first time since since the 2003-2004 season. <sighs> Taking a look at, um, if I can find it. Ah, here we go. You know, almost losing, almost losing at home to Napoli. Well, I don't know if I say I was. I mean, they scored a penalty, you know, an equalizer in the 59th minute, so... But, you know, Napoli took the lead in the, in the 29th minute, and Barcelona equalizing. Ferran Torres, you know, equalizing on a penalty, so. Yeah, a, a dull 1-1 draw, but I'm telling you, Barcelona still is, is, is just still not putting up the results that we're looking for. Even though uh, not long not long ago they did, beat, they did beat Atletico Madrid at home, but their recent La Liga match was a 2-2 draw against Espanyol. You know, with, with Gerard Piquet got red carded, and you know those two players that got red carded at the same time. So I think actually two players from Espanyol got red, red carded. So yeah, but I'm telling you, 
Barcelona just really uh, not being their true self. You know that, that that's been a problem all season. I mean that that's been a that's been a problem for years, quite frankly. So, so Barcelona, you know, with, with another mediocre performance, it's it's no surprise. So, let's just see if we can take a look at. Uh, you know, speaking of that, I, I'm so I'm super curious to know what their uh, rankings are in the league. I haven't checked that in a while. It says here, okay, they're in fourth place. You know, Real Madrid's still on top, but uh, Sevilla is, you know, knocking on the door, so. So, La Liga standings are interesting enough, so. But in Barcelona's case, it's uh, no surprise to see that there's still, uh, still some struggles. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see y'all next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.